Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. We are back and we are live. And obviously a little rusty with these two guys chit-chatting as we open. But we're just excited to talk about UFC 246 main event. Do you really need to know what it is? Do I have to say it? I'll say it. It's Conor McGregor taking on Donald Cowboy Cerrone. A lot of people hating on the rest of this card. I I should say, I actually liked this card until the two fights we had pulled off. Now we're at back to 11 fights. If you don't know, this is big for Daily Fantasy. So before I even do our introduction, you must know Grant the Grant dawson Chad Skelly fight is off. Get them out of your lineups. And just today, Claudia Gedalia and Alexa Grasso, that fight is off. That Get them out of your lineups. Other than that, though, it's been a month without DFS MMA, so I'm excited regardless. They're giving us, they're giving us now a shit sandwich DFS card, and I'm still going to play it, and I'm happy to play it, and I'm happy to talk about it with these two guys on Fight IQ. I'm your host, the Daily Fantasy Sniper, the co-host, the analyst, the important guys. I'm just here for color commentary. It is Chris Olson. You can find him on Twitter, at RealChrisOlson, and Joe, who is better known as at Sun Tzu. Guys, it's been a long month. So, so long, I forgot to put the at symbol in front of Sun Tzu. <laughs> so uh, it has been a, a long month. Um, first of all, um, I don't know if my if my esteemed co-host uh, neglected to do this or if I was just dozing during his intro. Wishing everybody a happy new year since this uh, is yeah. our, our, first, uh, right. our first broadcast of the new year. Um, myself, I've been playing some DFS in NBA. Um, I stupidly did not realize that the PGA cut is – 
tomorrow, I was excited thinking I had all six of my golfers in my single bullet. Um, in the in now I've got to root for Harold English and the rest of the guys to hang on, thinking I was a genius um, in getting all six guys in the cut. Um, anyway, yes, this is uh, not the best MMA card, but to, you know the UFC. Um, you know, figures it's a Connor card, so they could you know shit stack the rest of it. Um, I will. I do want to give some quick props to DraftKings, though. So first of all, quick prop to DraftKings. DK Assist um, requested some satellites um, in NBA for the two 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 contest, and they were very obliging. Um, you know, there there are actually four tonight for for the main slate. I'm too late to get in, unfortunately. So they've been great, and also. Major props to the the DM corporate guys, uh, DK corporate guys. They actually invited me to go to Vegas for this this 246. I mean, of course, I would have had to pay my own transportation out there. Um, it was just too much with the storm coming in. But I they, didn't get that invite. Yeah, but I did get that invite. Uh, DK all, corporate, suck it. And also, no, no. And also, um, shout out to Kane at DraftKings. Uh, he is hosting a party in the Philadelphia area with Rumble Johnson. Um, invited me. But for those of you who are not in the Northeast, we've got some some bodacious weather coming in tomorrow, um, you know, second storm of the year. So, uh, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to just kind of watch it at home, build lineups, and uh, peace out. Joe with some humble, some humble brags. Important yeah. guy. Important guy. Getting, I don't know about get, that. Get, getting uh, all, all the good invites. Yeah, um, lose enough and you too can get invites. That's, yes. that's true. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm, I'm now a, a – Air quotes. You're just listening. VIP. So I get some of that go. stuff. Hey, yeah, but, but 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 when you're on Joe's level, you get you got yeah okay white leather love um, <clears throat> treatment. Chris, yeah, how man. are you? How how was your New Year? Ah, uh, my New Year's going pretty well. Uh, I, I I don't know. I I mean I know this isn't a pay per view card, but I mean I kind of like a few fights on it. It, it, it is a pay per view card. card. It is. Well, I mean it is, but you know. That's oh, you mean like it's show. not a pay per view? It, but it's not. Yeah. Not I mean, okay. But you know, I I like uh, you know. Sadiq Youssef, uh, uh, look, Alexia Linick is on the card. You well, yeah. Card. I mean, I, I was saving the best for last there, uh, Sean. My, my, uh, my, my Russian brother from another mother is on the card, and uh, I really we, don't want to talk about that fight. We, uh, we'll, we'll be getting to that. I'll have my, my point by point analysis and breakdown for why Mr. Linick will ride again. But before, um, I move on, I just wanted to say one, uh, piece of personal business. Actually, have a MMA uh, betting uh, article that I wrote for RotoWire. My first Woo! one. It is up on the site now. If you go to my Twitter, it's there. I'll probably put it out again tomorrow. Unfortunately, the um, Claudia Gadelia fight is off, as as uh, Sean so said. Which I had um, so much Gadelia. Process of a bet there, but yep. um, I think I'm I think I'm gonna update it tonight with uh, with another one I like. That's a dog play, and I'll discuss that here as well. So and my bets are posted on Twitter that I've made so far. Right. My, my big bet right now, just for you guys, is um, the Ledette fight to finish inside the distance. That's my big play right now. I don't. We could talk about that one. I'm not. I'm not in love with that one. We. we right. We, we will see though. Yeah. No, I've been been wrong. Point. I don't hate it. I'm just. Yeah, minus money. Well, we'll talk about that later. I mean, if we're just giving away bets, I'm I'm in that MMA lock of the night contest. Um, he did close that up, but that's so that's kind of what I'm I'm doing. Like I said, so telling these guys before the show, I've scaled back a little bit some of the crazy stuff I've been doing because I'm so busy real life job, and now it's just DFS MMA. So I'm fully engaged there. Don't think that and DFS soccer. I'm taking away the NBA much. I pulled I pulled out a bunch of my 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 money for for betting. It's just do what I can do and and be good at it while be 
being good at your job. So Word. just go. a little bit of advice all around. You don't got to play everything, guys. And I've fallen into that trap before as well. Oh, so betting-wise, if we're giving away bettings, I'm playing super safe. I have a three-leg parlay. I'm just going to give it away up front because it's minus 220. The main event, not to go the distance. The big, fat, sloppy Olenek fight, not to go the distance. And Macy Barber to win is minus 210. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's not horrible. So... That's where I'm at. But you guys aren't here for that. You guys are here for DFS. Before I do that, though, the housekeeping. This show is brought to you by Rotowire. Go to rotowire.com slash free for a 10-day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card required. Optimizers, articles, coverage for all sports, season-long, daily. Got you covered there. Make sure and go to check them out. Also, subscribe to the show. You can subscribe on YouTube at Rotowire on iTunes. Rotowire MMA. I said our Twitter handles earlier. I won't do it again. I won't bore you guys. Let's talk about the fights. We're down to 11 fights. So preface with that, if you're in a GPP, prepare for ties or be different. We'll yeah. talk about ways to be different throughout. Chris is good at that. I can't wait to see what ridiculous, ridiculous stuff he's going to pitch at us. But if it's here, I'm going to have an issue because frankly, there's 10 fights on this card as far as I'm concerned. Because we're starting off with J.J. Aldrich at 8,200 versus Sabina Mazo at 8,000. I should clarify, 10 fights for DFS purposes. Um, this is Pick'em, minus 110, minus 105, depends on your book um, across the board. Um, like, like I said, for DFS, this fight sucks in my opinion. Chris, tell me why I'm wrong. Um, I, I don't know that you're 100% wrong. I will say that I, I like I like Mazo a little bit here. I, I like her as a win, but I also like her as maybe a sneaky finish. Um We've seen her so evolve a lot just over um, her first two fights. She had her, she had the real coming out party against uh, Dobson, where she showed us a little bit of everything. She wrestled. She was good in the tie clinch. She was good at range, where she always is. She was uh, showing a nice jab. Now, of course, Shayna Dobson and um, JJ Aldridge, two very different fighters. But I think that um, the, there's a two-inch height advantage here for Mazo. I think that's gonna that's gonna um, pay real dividends here. I think that Mazo uses her range well. She does keep her head on the center line a little bit, so those J.J. Aldridge counters, they might get there a little bit, but she's also very willing to engage in the clinch, and I think that's going to be a real problem for her here. I think Mazo's very dangerous there. I just think she wins this fight in more ranges, and I think those head kicks are going to be really live, especially with the height advantage. The tie clinch is going to be very live. I just think she's got more tools than J.J. I think... um, I, I think this is a good fight for her to win and, and maybe put her stamp on uh, on her time in the UFC. Yeah, for me, by the way, fight pick, um, I lean towards Aldrick. I think she's a better technical striker. Maza win wouldn't stun me. Close fight, but one that I don't have to dig too deep into because, as I mentioned, and I'm going to keep reiterating, I think it's terrible for DFS. Joe? So um, Chris stole some of my thunder. Um, I like Mazo here um, a bit. Uh, I like – I'm going to give her a pass on the Morose fight. Um, I like the, the fact that she's working at Kings MMA. Um, she did that for her last fight as well. Um, her Colombian camp had like three fighters in it. Um, Kings MMA, a lot of training partners, both male and female. Um, you know, that's Benny Dariush's camp, but you know, there's also, um, I, I believe that's master Rafael Cadero is the striking coach. Um, she's young, athletic. I think she's only 22 years old. Um, showed what she could do against a, a really weak opponent in, Shayna Dobson, this is a step up for Mazo, but um, like to Chris's point, if you like Mazo by any finish, you could get plus 475 right now. So 
that is pretty tasty. I mean, I, I do think that this will likely end in a decision. I don't know how much value there is in the DF in DFS for this fight. However, um, of the eleven fights, it would not surprise me if this was the lowest owned. Oh, um, not surprised. It's going to be the lowest. So, owned. so yeah. for that reason, if you like a side, um, either Aldridge or, or Mazo, it might not be bad to um, pepper them in a few lineups. I I like Mazo. Um, maybe as much as Chris, maybe a little more. Um, so I'm going to pick Mazo to win again. Positive progression, Kings MMA, Aldridge. Um, you know, has seemed to flatline. I mean, look, she's a serviceable fighter. I just don't see a ton of upside for her where I see this, this 22 year old kind of flashy Colombian fighter getting, you know, Master Rafael Cadero as a striking coach and having some good training partners at Kings MMA. Give me Mazo. Move it on, move it out. We have Justin Ledette taking on Alexa Kamur. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. It really, I've struggled with that one all week. So I'm just going to call him Alexa for me. Um, he's 8,800. The debt is 7,400. Going to see this a few times on this card because we've had a long long wait and because lines were out early and salaries were out early. We have some line movement and some odds value. And Justin Ledette is absolutely the odds value of the card. But <laughs> it's scary for cash games because he has a low floor. The line, I, before I, I go too far, Alexa is minus 115. Ledette is plus 105. To me, this is going to be a striking match. Um, the fight to end inside the distance is minus 150. Ledette, not a killer instinct to me. He's just going to want to box. And if Alexa is any kind of hesitant, you know, I, I'm just at his price. It just it it sketches me out a little bit where I think these two guys are, are going to box and I think this could sneaky be a low score. But of all the fights that could end in a finish or minus end in a finish, I think this will be the lowest owned of them, except for Ledette. The problem is I do think Ledette is going to be chalky. So Alexa is where you can get some value here because it's a fight that he's technically still favored in. He is too expensive, but the fight is does not go to decision. You know, is in the negative. If you get to finish, no one's going to own him. So you could get get some leverage there. Uh, to me, though, it's funny. I think I'm taking Alexa to win a close fight because I don't think Ledette is that good. And Alexa has some better kicks and some more skills. But it's so close and the line value is so there. I, I, I would rather play Ledette. But Alexa is my pick. Joe, I know you have a strong take on this fight. You're up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have a strong take on this fight. I mean, there is a lot of odds value in, in Ledette. And as a result, he's going to be very highly popular for all the odds values player. I mean, what is he right now? What did you say, Sean? Plus 120? What is Le, he? Ledette is plus yeah. 105. Yeah, he's plus 105 at 7.4K. And on some um, books, some books it's minus 105. Yeah, so he is going to catch a lot of action as a favorite play. I don't know that it's all that justified. I mean, look, this is obviously a step down off of Rakich and, uh, and Johnny Walker. I mean, it's a big step down. With that said, you know, there's some hype behind this kid that he's fighting. Trains with Stipe Miocic. Um, again, Miocic actually used some Paul with Dana White to get this guy signed. I don't think this guy has ever been out of the second round in a fight. Um, the way to play this is I like the under, um, or I should say does not go the distance as a bet. However, I would certainly um, play sides in this fight. I think that Ledette is going to be by far the higher own play because of the inherent line value. Um, I will go ahead and tentatively, I, I, it's a lean. I mean, I think this fight should be targeted, but I like, I'm going to pick Ledette. 
Um, it's hard to get by 7.4K um, at plus 105. You don't see that all that often. So I'm going to pick Ledet for the win. He's got good hands. He's a good boxer. Um, I don't like the fact that, he, that he's a flat earther, um, which is kind of odd um, among, among several others. But um, I'm going to overlook the fact that he's a flat earther, and I will pick him to get the win at slight upset odds. But I really do like the inside the distance prop. Um, somebody in chat, um, MMA KO says that has one of the best jabs in the heavier division. And my immediate response is, it's e and I know Joe will like this. It's easy to look like you have a great jab when Chase Sherman lets you hit him with it a hundred times. Yeah, better time. than compound interest, Chase. Well, Chase. Chase better than compound interest, Sherman. Dad does have a good job, Chris. Before you get all crazy, it, yes, it, he it, does. It just, it's just a joke. I just Go want, ahead. I just want everybody to get their due. That's all. You may, you may now tell us why Justin Ledet is going to win this fight. I am certainly not going to tell you that. What I am going to tell you is, I knew, I knew this was coming. By the way, I re, I really hope all the line value players go for this. They because, are because um, if. <clears throat> If you uh, remember the show, and I'm sure you do because you all watch it and then watch repeat episodes, um, as soon as um, as soon as Justin <coughs> moved down to light heavyweight, I immediately hated on it and hated on it and hated on it, and I will continue to hate on it. When Justin Ledet was at heavyweight, he had two distinct advantages. His hands were fast, and he had a good jab. And that puts you ahead of, like, literally 85% of – heavyweights um he was of course on the wrong end of the uh, weight equation by most of the time but that just meant he was faster but now he's a light heavyweight and that means he has to start fighting real athletes and we've seen how that's gone before as these guys have mentioned um i would say ray could just step down i don't know that johnny walker is that much of a step down i mean we have to see the jury's still out i think especially after that uh, Corey anderson fight but he, what i would say is that um <clears throat> Ledet is just such a plotter. He doesn't have any power. He's obviously not more athletic uh, than Cadet, who does look like a fast, athletic kid. Um, I actually finished his Contender Series fight with a jump knee, uh, if that reminds you of anything uh, from the Johnny Walker fight. But, um, yeah, I, I just can't I, – I probably won't pick Justin Ledet to win any fight in the light heavyweight division. These guys are just going to be so much faster. They're going to have so much more power than him. And it's gonna it's gonna resonate uh, with everything. And what I should point out here too is that Justin Ledet isn't interested in finishing fights. If you remember, after that Chase Sherman fight in the third round, Sherman was basically waiting to be knocked out. The crowd was booing. He got on the mic and said, "Hey, this is a business. I'm not here to knock people out." So I mean, from that perspective, I don't know how much you really want to get get invested in uh, in a guy like. Uh, Justin Ledet anyway, even if you thought he was going to win, but you don't need yeah. to at seventy four hundred. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, for cash maybe, but um, but either way, I, I just look, I don't like him at all. If he if he pulls like a, a one time where he wrestles and and maybe tries to take the back, but I wouldn't even I wouldn't even bet that he's better at jujitsu than Kamer. Kamer just looks like the the way better athlete and mixed martial artist all around. Sean, you mentioned the kicking game. Uh, kickbox to boxer is one thing I always live by here. It worked very well for Rakich. I think it's going to work again. I just see Kimberly. But Alexa, his contender series fight is the only time I've ever seen him throw kicks. I well, but that's because all his all his fights end really quickly. Most of them I are guess, first round. Well, I thought he was a boxer, and that was like the first time he threw kicks. Well, that yeah, that was that was the Michael Michael Bisping was like floored because he was like this guy doesn't kick, and then like his first seven strikes were kicks. And right. That, so, 
That was pretty funny. But uh, but yeah, so I'm I could eat a lot of crow here, but um, you guys know I'm always up for it. I'm always on Twitter to accept it if it comes. But I'm, I'm going to go heavy on on uh, camera here. And our, our friend Non um in chat is is becoming a matchmaker right now. He wants to put Stevie Wonder up against uh, against uh, Chase Sherman. Chase Sherman. Oh, yeah. there you go. Let's 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 line that one out and see what yeah. see what kind of odds we get. There, I'm on there's, Stevie. There's so much now. Okay, Chris, you went out on a ledge last fight, right? Uh, I can't wait to talk that. about. I can't wait to talk about this one because I am catching all the heat from the MMA Twitter community who know about this pick of mine, and. I'm I'm anti hype train here. The Johnny Walker hype train was derailed, derailed last time out. Let's see if we can do it again. Najrat Hackparast, ninety three hundred, taking on Drew Dober. Oh, are you really? Drew Dober at sixty nine hundred. It's not as confident as I was in the the Corey Anderson pick, but we we'll, we'll talk about it. My, I'll talk about it. I'll tell you my reasons in a second. Let me give you the line. Hackparast is minus three twenty. Dober is plus two ninety. Few things here. Najrat Hackpress, I do think is a good prospect. But like, can we can we all slow down a fucking second? Excuse my language. Can we slow down a second? He's beat Mark Dekese, who he was like a, a plus two twenty five dog in the fight. Decent win, you know, fine. He then beat T Bolt Gowdy, whose biggest flaw is he's T Bolt Gowdy. Um, who, by the way, was hitting Hack Press in that fight. I know I've heard, you know, we'll, you'll hear about the great, the great defense, the, the great defensive stats of, of Hack Press. Watch the fight. Like Gowdy was having a bit of success in the feet, which really worries me here. And and he also the second Hack Press hit him, Gowdy just folds because he can't take a shot. Not that I could, but he's an MMA fighter. And then Nettle BJJ, who is one of the more overrated guys out there, he, he just is. Now Hack Press is good. Does have good defense. I get it. Drew Dober struggles with grapplers. That's who he struggles with. It's never and, been knocked out. Right. Striking, the dude is a legit striker with hard leg kicks. And if this, if they stand, this is a pick and fight to me. I'm not saying the hack press can't win because he has good good defense. I just think at what is it, 9,300 and 6,900 is just insanity. Insane. If they stand, it's just pick them. Hack press. You know, does not a big grappler. He's not. Like he could. You know, he was his UFC losses to Marshine Held. He doesn't look for grappling. Like he's got good defense. You know, big left hand. I just think this fight's going to play out on the feet, and then the line is off for that reason. And everyone loves loves Hack Brass, Mini Kelvin, sixty nine hundred to me is value. And in terms of a cash game punt, I think you need to look at this fight, um, especially now that without some of the mid range fights. That Gedalia fight, I'm, I'm looking a little more stars and scrubsy. The fight to go to decision is like minus 160. So Vegas isn't looking for a hack per ass finish. So for all, for all those reasons, give me Drew, Drew Dober in a close decision. And regardless, I want none of hack press. I'll just load up a McGregor and Barber. So that's my take from it. It is against the grain, but it's where I sit. Uh, who's starting this one? I think uh, Chris. This is uh, me, I think. Um, Sean, before I um, get, did we skip Kelleher and uh, Odie Osborne? Nope. Okay, because I think maybe I just didn't reload my thing. It's it's coming up then. No, no, it's did that get moved to the freaking main card? DraftKings has it listed in the four spot. Oh, does it? Okay, yeah. So I just don't. I just don't have the page reloaded. That's all. But um, that's a fight they moved. That's gross. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna look what you're talking. <laughs> that's really gross. Um. All right. So 
I take I take your point that the line is wide. I'll agree with that much, but I think that's where our agreement uh, basically ends. The first thing I would say is that Hackbrash can wrestle. We haven't seen it as much in the UFC. On the regionals, we saw him wrestle a little bit more. So if he if he needs to go to that, he can. I'll, I also think that um, look, Dober has improved a lot since he's gotten here. He used to be more of a straight up. Um, Muay Thai striker. He bounces around a lot more. He has a lot more footwork now um, that I like to see. But my, my, my issue is that I just think that uh, um, Hakbras is a little bit faster, and I like his combinations in the pocket a little bit better. I do think he tends to get hit a little bit. He was eating a lot of light kicks from uh, from Neto in that fight, but I, I actually think that Hakbras is the better striker, too. And... Um, I think I think he might have a little bit more power, although they both probably have uh, decent power. I just I just think that um, the the pressure battle is going to be interesting to me. It'll be interesting to me to see which guy walks the other one down because they both like to do that. But um, I also I think even if Dober does get that done, that um, the Hakparas counters are, are a little too sharp, and I, I don't think um, and he can counter in combination too, which I think is going to be a big plus for him here. So while while the line might be a little wide, which um, you know I, I might just say in theory, I, I just basically agree that Hakparas should be the favorite here. Uh, I don't think it finished out of the question just because it hasn't happened before doesn't mean uh, that it won't. I, I think this is this is probably unless I'm forgetting somebody, this is far and away the, the best guy Dober has fought. Oh no! Well, Dober fought. Um, didn't Dober Dober fought um, uh, Benil Darius, right? So yeah, he lost to Darius. He he lost. So he, yeah, but so one of the toughest guys, I should say, and and may, and maybe the best striker. But in any event, um, I like Hakbras quite a bit here. So the price may be a little prohibitive, but again, I I don't think it finishes out of the question. I'm taking Hakbras. Can you um flip over to me real quick? I can, guys. I have bad news for you. Ode Osborne and Brian Gallagher is on the main card of UFC 246. <laughs> what in the hell is happening? The, the, the prelims are... You, you don't bump Fila Yusuf. You don't bump Elliot Askarov. You don't bump even this fight. I'd prefer this fight. This is insanity. This... Oh, Jesus. I'm... All right. Okay, move, moving on. Moving I, on. I, I'm floored right now. Okay, so... Um, I, I don't hate... Dober as a punt. I mean, he was actually piecing up Benny before he got caught um, in, in that sub. Benny off his back, caught him in a sub. Um, Dober has never been knocked out. Um, when he does win, he tends to score well. Um, I certainly, I don't necess- I don't see this fight finishing. Um, Dober might not be a bad play in cash at 6.9K um, because he could score some points. Um, I don't know if I buy into the logic, though, that he has that distinctive advantage. Um, if he gets this fight to the ground, um, you know, Haprast, or as I like to call him, Thin Kelvin, is a TriStar groomed points fighter. Um, yeah. not, not a huge fan of TriStar um, anymore, um, but he looked really good in his last fight, getting the finish. Um, I, I like him here to win the fight. I just don't think he's going to get the finish here. Um, I see him winning a decision, and for that reason, I don't know that he's going to be a great play on DraftKings on DraftKings at his price point. Um, I, I much prefer uh, Barber and dare I say it, Connor and maybe even um, you know CDF. So um, I, I'm going to say he's going to get the win. Um, odds are definitely too wide to bet, 
And if it goes to decision, I don't know that he's going to be that great of a DraftKings play with no grappling points. Can I just say for the sake of uh, clarity and also um, to be a smart ass who always has to be right about things, is that um, Dober has been KO'd once. It happened in uh, 2011. And when? 2011. Okay. Mm. Okay. I, I was unaware of that. It must have been a, it's a real long time ago. The losses I can think of were both submissions. But anyway, we digress. Let's talk about Askar Askarov, 8,700, and Tim Elliott at 7,500. Some odds value here as well, although it's, it's actually opened back up. Askarov minus 140, Elliott plus 130. Askarov coming off a draw from Brandon Moreno. Tim Elliott is a legit head case, but he loves to grapple, so he's good, good for DK, and I'm going to be a sucker who goes back to the well here. I just... I, I everyone loves Brandon Moreno and he's he's fine, but Tim Elliott's a head case. It's a weird fight. I think this is a very strange fight. I lean towards Elliott. Um, Askarov's got to show me. So give give me Elliott. There's not much more to it than that other than he's also cheap odds value and look to grapple. Joe. So um, Elliott got into a car accident during training camp, um, which kind of cut into his camp. Um, he also uh, is a bit of a head case. Who is known for his hard partying? Um, he's also a guy that was choked out in like three and a half seconds by Ben Ten. Um, you know, whatever happened to Ben Ten? He's, I, I think he's still around, um, waiting for the next Australia card. He um, was part. I think he was part of the. I think he was part of the flyway purge. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Um, I'm still hung up on the fact that you think that Dober got KO'd. I don't know against who R- Romero Hernandez. Anyway. Um, because that just says loss on his record. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, so Elliot, you know, again, there's some narrative around Elliot. I mean, car accident cutting the camp short. Um, he may very well um, have an injury um, from that car accident coming into his fight. He does know that his back is up against the wall, though. Um, I can't imagine that if he loses this fight, he doesn't get cut. Um, I don't think this is by far. <laughs> I mean, he's the guy who's lasted against uh, against the GOAT. DJ, um, you know, if he is a, a shell of his former self, um, you know, he should be able to hang in there against the Russian. Um, I am going to go with the Russian to win just because of the regression that I've seen in Elliot. But I, I certainly think um, Elliot is live as a dog here. And I know that, um, you know, uh, some of our, our, our good friends in, in the MMA community, um, one guy that I do a show with, um, likes Elliot a lot here. So, um, I would take that for what it's worth. Um, I definitely expect him to have some ownership um, at, at his price point. Um, but I'm going to pick the Russian here just based on what I've seen and the narrative around the car accident and, you know, cutting into his training. Speaking of regression, by the way, um, at Ben 10, I found it after beating Tim Elliott, lost to Juicier, lost to Wilson Hayes, cut, knocked out and risen by Kyoji Horaguchi. Wow. So. Wow. Uh, sorry, Chris. Well, I mean, I mean, there's no shame in that last one, but um, yeah, that's true. Any of the three, but that's just a tough road. Well, no, yeah, no, that's true. I, well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe heist these days, but anyway, um, I um, I, what's like? Oh yeah, I think that um, I actually like El- Elliot a decent amount here. The reason why is because I mean, Askar Askarov, he's a good takedown artist, but I don't think he's a very good scrambler. It doesn't appear that way. Brandon Moreno won most of those scrambles. Um, now, what I do think about Tim Elliott and what I think is uh, a trouble spot is that I think he's very open to being subbed. Joe mentioned the, 
the Ben Wynn sub, although I believe that was a club and sub, but he was straight out subbed by, um, oh, what's his face in, in his last fight? That's not helpful. Oh, God. Um, Come on, Chad, help me out. We're talking about um, Elliot. Was Elliot? Uh, that was in Figueroa in the last fight. He got yeah. some. Oh, he, was, um, he was. He was actually doing well against Figueroa too. That's right. He was doing okay. Yeah. I, I mean, not, nothing had really, nothing had really happened too significantly. But um, I, I just think that Askarov is is kind of slow for this division. I think that Elliot's like weird movements and things are gun, gonna uh, serve him pretty well. He's sort of he's sort of a one shot striker on the feet. And I, I don't think Elliot is really gonna gonna get caught. I don't think he's got like the game changing power that someone like a uh, Figueredo has. And I just think that uh, if, unless he catches unless he catches uh, Elliot out with a sub, which he definitely could do, I expect this to be a pretty standard Tim Elliot fight where he wins a lot of the scrambles, he racks up a bunch of points, and uh, he gets the win either by a sub or by a finish with a lot of reversals and control time. So. I like Elliot quite a bit here and like it more and more the more I think about it. I'm taking Elliot for the win. All right, moving on. We're going to talk about Sadiq Youssef at 8,500, taking on Andre Touchy-Feely at 7,700. Youssef is the favorite in this fight, minus 135. Comeback on Feely is plus 125. Another close fight. Another one where I shade towards the dog. I know Sadiq is popular, but I, I've been saying Feely is, is underrated. Who did he – I was – Shaman Rice. Everybody Shaman, told me I was yeah. crazy for take, taking Feely, and he went out and he starred Shaman. Different opponent here. Uh, Feely's a little longer, a little faster, and has the grappling upside. Now, if Sadiq presses forward, presses through that, knocks him out, it's not going to stun me. I do think Feely has the tools to win this fight, and hopefully he uses his range and his wrestling. Close fight, but I shade, shade towards Feely. Chris? Yeah, uh, Feely amazed me in, in that in that fight with uh, Shaman Rice. I was... I, I was literally, that was like one of those performances where you're like, where did that guy come from? Right, exactly. He was sliding just out of the way of 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 um, shots. He was countering well. He had that, that brilliant uh, straight counter to the head kick that was sort of the beginning of the end. I mean, fight went on a little longer, but it was just a matter of time. I agree with you, Sean. I think the length is going to be an issue for Sadiq. And uh, what was the even more troubling? Sadiq ate a couple of one-twos from Gabriel Benitez in that fight. He actually got hurt once um, before knocking him out. So he's tremendously explosive. He's a great athlete. He's a very powerful striker. Could he knock Feely out? Yes. I think those light kicks are especially going to be a problem for Feely. But I think that Feely is going to be able to slide out of the way of counters again and, and get his own offense going. I, I, I would never have said that. I mean, uh, it's tough to say because uh, Sadiq Youssef wasn't in the UFC a year and a half ago. But a, a, a guy a year and a half ago, I would never have picked Andre Fili to beat to beat a guy like Sadiq Youssef. Let's put it that way. But I think I'm I think I'm slightly gonna lean Feely here. I think that um, he's just gonna the length is gonna be a little bit of a problem. He's gonna get his counter game going. So uh, yeah, give me uh, give me Andre Feely and maybe by a knockout. Joe. Yeah, so, um, you know, Yusuf is part of that uh, Lloyd Irving camp in Texas. By the Ooh. way, I know I know you're not a fan of Lloyd Irving. By the way, that is a camp that's got the best fighter nicknames, like the Grave Digger, the Good Soldier, the Kimura Kid, and uh, the Choir Boy. Um, be that what it may. Um, 
yeah, I that was a really good performance by Marias. And I know the narrative is going to be, uh, you know, touchy-feely knocked out Marias. And, uh, you know, Yusuf went to a decision. I, I get that. Um, with my free bet, I... <laughs> My first bet I think I made on this card, I, I I told people not to tell me because it was sort of just a bet as soon as lines dropped. I Love believe I, I put I put Yosef in there. Um I think Feely is live here. I really do. Um wow. Uh I'm gonna stick with Yusef just because um I, I, I like the trajectory. He's three years younger than Feely. Um, you know, Irvin, uh it, with the exception of James Vick, that's been a pretty good camp. Um, obviously, uh, Feely is at, is at, um, American top team. No, I'm sorry, not American top team, alpha male, um, you know, with, with Uriah. Um, this is a really close fight. I think Feely's going to be very popular at his price point. Um, I like him better for DraftKings than I do Yusef, but I'm going to pick Yusef to get the win here. I would just say if, um, if it helps your MMA math, not only did, um, did, uh, Yusef go to a decision with Shaman Marais. Marais almost beat him. It came down to that close third round. It was very close. So Agreed. All you MMA mathers out there, that's uh, that should be another point in your favor. Boo yep. MMA math. <laughs> Moving on. Macy Barber, 9,500. Roxanne Matafari, 6,700. Oh, man. All right. What's the line of this fight now? Is that, is that minus 1,000 yet? Minus 1,000. Uh, <laughs> so minus 900. Uh, right. Roxy's plus 600. Look, we all love Roxanne Matafari. It's a good person. Um, my typical line on this fight or fights like this is I'm just going to go right back to it. You guys want to see a dead body? Because <laughs> that's, that's probably what's going to happen here. That's a good one. Um, look, I don't think Roxy can get her down. I think on the feet, she's about to catch a whooping. If Roxy can get it down, I mean, she probably has an advantage. Are we 100% sure of that? No, but probably. Um, I just don't think it gets there. Like her striking is just not good enough. Her takedowns just aren't good enough. As long as Macy's focused, I think she handles her business here. There's enough odds value in the card. Play Macy where you can afford her. Minus 900. She is a lock in cash games for me. And I don't throw that around lightly, but you know, she's minus 900. McGregor, who is $100 cheaper, is $6 on the betting line less than her at minus 290. There's no reason to not play Macy Barber in cash. There just isn't. So, Barbara, wherever you can get her, no thanks on Roxy for me. Like her, though. Everybody does. Um, Joe. Yeah, so, look, I agree with everything Sean said. Uh, I Where Roxy is going to have the advantage on the ground is if this fight can get, get into the third round. Because Macy Barber can power out of her mistakes early on into fights. She's not the most technical grappler or ground fighter. I mean, if you watch some of her fights... I mean, she escapes using pure power. Now, you know, as the fight goes on and you get more tired, um, you're not going to, you're going to need to rely on technique over power um, because you're just not going to have the gas tank. Um, Can Roxy lock up? I mean, her her path to victory is to lock up a sub off her back on a tiring Macy Barber. What's the percentage of that happening? One, maybe. So how many Roxy lineups am I going to have? One, maybe. Um, but to Sean's point, you know, Macy Barber is minus uh, minus a thousand. I would not bet her at that price. No. Um, I would look. I would look to Don't maybe say. play. No, I would look to maybe play some sort of prop. Like there is a prop um, fight will finish in round one or two, which is somewhat reasonable. 
which uh, which I would look to play. Fight will finish in round one or two. So um, I'm going to pick. It's the obvious pick here is is Barbara. I I am another one who loves Roxy. I mean, you know, um, total lack of athleticism does everything. You know, she's gotten to where she is with technique. Um, and uh, I I will pick Macy Barber though to get the win. Chris, yeah, it's gonna be really really tough for her. I mean, we, we saw in that in that Jennifer Maya fight, Ma- Maya was just able to thwart every takedown attempt, but just by being stronger than her and, and grabbing right. the underhook every time. And I think I think Barbara can do at least that. I mean, it's not like she needed to employ sophisticated takedown defense, uh, Jennifer Maya. And I mean, uh, the other thing is that when she's not crashing in, into the clinch, she spends a lot of – she spends some time at boxing range. I think she sort of likes hanging out there. But if she hangs out there for, like, any length of time in this fight, she's just going to get destroyed. I mean, she just – her boxing is very mechanical. It's very stiff. I know that she's tried to work on her strength, um, knowing that I guess that's that's a, a trouble spot for her. It didn't pay off in the Maya fight. I, I don't think it's going to pay off here. It, it's really tough for me to see um, – to, for seeing, seeing Roxy with a path, um, I, I really just don't. If, if her wrestling game was a little bit more um, clean and, and we saw it working a little bit more, then I, then I, might, I would say maybe, but um, we haven't seen it, so, so I just can't do it. I'm, I'm taking Macy Barber. You didn't get cute on us. I thought you, I thought you might have. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think anybody's that cute. I, I mean, I try my best, but uh, I'm only one man. So. Look at that new Christmas sweatshirt, Christmas hoodie that Chris is wearing. No, no, this is uh, this is my Under Armour gear, man. Yeah. I'm always on my Under Armour gear. Okay, there you go. Diego Fajera, nine thousand. Anthony Showtime Pettis, seventy-two hundred. In line in this fight, Ferreira is the favorite. He is at minus two twenty. Pettis is plus two hundred. I mean, how far has Anthony Pettis fallen? How good is Diego Ferreira? I think we're going to about to find out. I, I seem to be the – I want to see what you guys think because I've given my breakdown a few places on this. And, you know, people tend to agree with the pick but not how it's going to get there. I, I think Diego Ferreira is going to get this fight to the ground. Like I just – I know he typically hasn't done that. He's willing to stand and trade. But we saw Nate Diaz get, you know, get, get – um, Pettis down and have success there. Ferreira should be able to do that as well. Ferreira hits hard. I think Pettis will be a little worried about that. I just, I, for whatever reason, I see this fight hitting the ground. I like Diego Ferreira. I don't have a lot of interest in Pettis. I do think he's live. I don't think he's the worst play in the world, but there's other places I'd rather go. Ledet, um, Elliot, Dober for me. So Pettis isn't making the cut, but yeah, give me Diego Ferreira and Diego Ferrer is for me is going to be the biggest beneficiary of Grant Dawson not being on this card. That's how I'm looking at it. Um, I'll have ex- more exposure to him than I would have if I could play Grant Grant Dawson. Uh, who's up for this one? Me. Well, my go issue. Ahead. Oh, is it me or is it you, Chris? I think it's me. I think okay, I, go, go I for it. Yeah, go for it. All right. Well, I, 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 I can tell you a second. I have I've written down here. Okay. This is this is Chris. Okay. okay. I win again. Um, the one thing I would say, Sean, is until the next Amanda Bobby Cooper fight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, hope, hopefully that that doesn't happen. I, you know what? It probably won't happen for us because we're only doing pay per views now. She's not going to be on pay per view. I will uh, do a quick podcast with you just for that fight. Just for that fight, we can do the Amanda Bobby Cooper hour, and that'll just be it. But um, one thing I would say is, like from what you said, Sean, yeah, Nate Diaz got it there, but did he have success on the ground? I don't know. He got reversed two or three times. But um, 
I actually don't think this fight. Uh, oh, I forgot to uh, show oh, you I all forgot. my preface. Amanda, I actually, Bobby, Amanda Bobby Cooper got cut, guys. Oh, did she? But but she has her first non UFC win. Well, pour one out. And, uh, what's that? What's that win? I gotta got, go back she, to this. She got. She got. A, she got. I'm sorry, everybody, but this is. If you listen to the podcast, you'll get why this is funny. She got a knockout in the first round against Jamie Melinkowski. And Amanda Bobby, Amanda Bobby Cooper has now improved to four and five. That's my girl. There she is. She'll be back. She'll be back in no time, guys. Don't worry about it. I believe you. Um. All right. So, um, so I I disagree with Sean. If you if you uh, caught my intro, that this fight is going to be decided on the ground. I think this fight. Um, there's two ways this fight can go. We know that um, Diego Pereira is going to pressure and throw his strikes. I think the, the central question is, can Anthony Pettis hit Diego Ferrer hard enough with a counter to make him stop coming forward? If he can, then um, Anthony Pettis is going to knock him out. If he can't, then Diego Ferrer is probably going to win. We saw in the Nate Diaz fight with the crazy pressure he put on. In that first round, um, in that first round, uh, Anthony Pettis was lighting him up with uh, counters, but he's got that Nate Diaz head, so he was able to just power through it and turn on the pressure and – Eventually get him tired, mix in the takedowns. Ferreira can do all of that. Um, I, I would be interested to see this fight on the ground if it's a prolonged, if it if it stays there in a prolonged manner. Always like watching uh, Anthony Pettis on the ground. I think he's one of the best, uh, if not the best, guys off his back in the division, or maybe even in the sport. I mean, Maya's probably better, of course. But um, anyway, I, I so that that's kind of how I see this going. Either. Either the blitzing strategy from Fahey is going to pay off and he's going to tire Pettis out and maybe uh, either get like a dominant decision or, or a late finish or Pettis is going to clip him with a counter and, and start the finishes that way. So um, what I'm trying to say is I do think Anthony Pettis is live and I think that if he wins the best way or probably the most likely way he's going to win is going to be a finish. So from that perspective, have yourself some Anthony Pettis. But we've just seen him get tired too many times by guys who push paces on him um, for me to pick him to win a fight like this. So I have to go with uh, Diego Ferreira. Okay, so first, first and foremost, um, neither of my esteemed co-hosts mentioned that this is a fight at lightweight. Um, his two last fights, Anthony Pettis was at welterweight. And my primary reluctance in thinking that Pettis might be live is his is due to his increasing fragility. Um, what does broken hand, broken nose, broken foot mean? That is what happened to Anthony Pettis in his last three fights. He broke his hand against Tony Ferguson. He broke his nose in a win against Wonderboy Thompson and broke his right foot against Nate Diaz. So that is not a good sign for a fighter when he starts breaking things um, in the ring. Um, plus the fact that he was extremely happy at welterweight um, had no, had very little problem making the cuts. And now he's dropping down 15 pounds, um, and taking on a guy who is trajecting in a different direction. Um, you know, Ferreira was a sizable dog against Tysimov. He was plus 195. Um, you know, did very, very well. Um, I think he is accomplished enough on the ground that Pettis is going to look to keep this fight standing where I think he will have an advantage standing. Um, you know, as a more technical striker, um, I just don't like the fragility of of Pettis. I'm I'm in on on Diego here, and I don't think Pettis is that live a dog. 
Can I just say that um, the way Faye won that fight against Tysonoff is probably the way he's going to win this one, just by we- just by wearing him down. Unless even Pettis if, breaks something again. Even if Pettis, well, in all fairness, and, and I do have to um, j- snipe at you a little bit here. He didn't break his nose. His nose got broken. You know, he okay. didn't walk into a wall. Okay, uh, but let's put it this way: he he broke something in each of his last three fights. Okay, there you go. I just I just had to point out that little clarification. Okay. Moving on, the. The blockbuster main card fight, Ode Osborne, 8,600, taking on Brian Boom Kelleher at 7,600. Hey, Osborne, minus 135, Kelleher plus 125. Kelleher posting things on social media that he's having a tough time with uh, the weight cut. I've never been a Brian Kelleher fan. I pick against him a ton. Um, he wins some fights I don't think he should win. He's lost plenty too. Ode Osborne is green, but I think just more athletic here. I think he's got just more tools, whereas Kelleher, yes, will be the vet in this matchup, has a slick ground game. But, I mean, Osborne has cut plenty of back submissions. I just It's a weird fight. I just don't trust Brian Kelleher at all, so give me Ode Osborne. Joe? Yeah, Um. look, I think Kelleher, one, one we haven't seen him since 2018 in the octagon. Um, he's got other things on his mind. Um, yes, if he was totally committed to fighting, I would give him a lot more of an edge here. Um, it seems like he knows he's on his way out. Um, this is Odie Osborne is a guy that the UFC is promoting. By the way, he was, I think, my last pick in the MMA Dynasty League was Odie Osborne. Um, so I actually have him on my roster. Um, but that is not influencing this selection at all. I do think Kelleher is live um, because he is, um, you know, he does, he is generally a tough out, although he didn't look at it in his last fight. Um, if he goes back to fighting in a controlled manner, he can certainly make this fight difficult, but it seems like he got, you know, he, I think Cody Safrick said it in Dogger Pass is that he's, he's become a bonus chaser. And as such, he puts himself in difficult positions. Um, you know, I, I think Osborne is the future. Kelleher is the past. I'm going to pick Kelleher. I'm going to pick Odie here. I don't love him at 8.6K. I think Kelleher is live. He'll probably be higher owned. Um, you know, but I, I'll pick, I'll pick Odie for the win. Chris. Yeah. Um, hang on. Just one thing. Okay. There you go. Um, the, the thing that really has to have you worried about Kelleher here, if you like him, is that he, he had a real, a uh, real issue managing the length uh, in his last fight. And Osborne is really, really long for this division. Yep. So that's got to make you um, a little hesitant, especially a, a guy like Kelleher, who basically just wants to push a, push a pace, get on the inside, and do some pocket boxing. The one thing that um, I think is a little different about this fight is, at least from what I saw in his contender series fight, I don't think Osborne um, deals with um, having a pace pushed on him as well. I think he's more likely to seed some ground and maybe just try to move his head and and, and um, duck in with some counters, which could allow uh, Kelleher to, to get on the inside and do some work. I do think ultimately, though, that um, the length is just going to be too much of an issue. Um, Osborne can, can counter somewhat effectively, even if, um, you know, even if we haven't seen the greatest things in the world from him. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I've never been a big Kelleher guy either, and with the – the range problem, I, I just can't really pick him here. I'm going Osborne. Alexi Olenek, 7,800, <gasps> taking on Maurice Green, 8,400. Uh, Alexi Olenek is 
Oh, he's the underdog. I don't know why I started that way. I flipped it in my head. Oh, I, green, know I know. Green is minus one. Even the man has respect. That's oh, Lennox is plus 110. I'm just going to talk over you. Fight doesn't go to decision. Minus 800. That's That just screams GPP fight. I'll have a ton of this fight. And I am sad to say that for the first time ever in a public forum, I am picking Alexio Lennox. It's a gross fight. Anything can happen. Um, Lennox's knee could snap a second. Anything happens, he could fall to a jab. Maurice Green is probably smoking some cigarettes right now. Like, I, I don't, this fight is disturbing. Uh, but give me a guy who is going to want to grapple. And, um, God, you guys, look, I'm picking Olenek. Everybody just load up on Green. There's no way I win money with with uh, with Alexi Olenek. But I will say, if Olenek wins, all is forgiven. I forgive him for whatever he's done to me in the past. So, yeah. That's that's my thought in this fight. Well, hey, no, he, he forgives hey, you for picking against him. No, just time. he's cost me a ton of money. Look, shit. Anyway, um, because you're picking against him. You're doing it. How MMA fighters don't know how to defend an Ezekiel choke is beyond me. Beyond me. Anyway, Chris, go ahead. Can I just say that he gets uh, he gets a bad. He doesn't only Ezekiel choke. He does a lot of other things too. He's got a lot of other submissions on his record. Now, let me tell you why I think he's going to win. And um, this is actually a conflict for me because in our MMA Dynasty League, I picked up uh, Murray's Green for like 200 bucks at the end of it. So, um, do you have a Lennox too? I am no, no, I didn't do that. Well, I couldn't trust it. I, I didn't even know if he was going to fight again after you know that knee injury against Harris was pretty scary. But um, but th- that's another thing that you mentioned. We don't know about his knees, but I do actually think this is a pretty nice style matchup for Olenek if he's like reasonably healthy. And the reason is. Um, in that uh, Pavlovich fight, Maurice Green, the reason why Pavlovich was able to fluster him and put him in so many bad situations so quickly was because he just kept throwing naked kicks and, and getting countered. And uh, Olenek loves throwing those big overhands, um, just swarming. And for a guy, he's got deceptively long reach. For, for a stocky guy, he's got like an 80-inch reach. I think that if Maurice Green throws, a, throws another one of his naked kicks here, he can just get uh, hammered and lead to a club and sub or get knocked out. Or the other thing that can happen is, um, you know, Maurice Green can land a head kick or, or, or you know, uh, uh, stun him with a jab. But the, the thing about it is Maurice Green has never showed us um, – I mean, I know he's a kickboxer by trade, but he's he's never really showed us, like, good kickboxing fundamentals. Like, he always just seems very rushed in what he wants to do. He, he never – I mean – it's never like, oh, there's there's a nice jab. There's a nice counter by uh, Maurice Green. It's always like some big action, some big head kick or some some other big shot. And he can do that here too, but um, but I, I can't trust it, especially the way that Olenek likes to fight and the way that Pavlovich beat him, I think spells trouble for Maurice Green here. So I'll have a little bit invested um, one way. So if he wins, I'm not going to cry about it. But the pick obviously is the GOAT, the uh, – these uh, I don't know seventy sub win eighty win total I have to check those numbers but I think they're right uh, Alexio Linick for the win Joe yeah give me the boa here as well I'm gonna Holy take him Christ I, th- I think the line I think I think the line might actually flip here um, whichever side you you like this is a fight to target um, it's got an incredibly high inside the distance prop um, you know you got to target this fight I, I would be shocked if this fight went to decision. Um, you know, this actually is, is guys see some parlay pieces, um, in this fight, but 
I would certainly um, take this, you know, pick a side. You should use this, both sides of this fight. Um, Olenek has obviously got a little bit more value because of his price point, but I would certainly, you know, advise people to target this fight because of the high probability of a finish. But I'm going to pick Olenek. Co-main event. That's right. Co-main event. Holly Holm. Yep. Everybody all jazzed up now? Ish, ish. Holly Holm, 8,900. Taking on Raquel Pennington at 7,300. Holly Holm, minus 125. Raquel Pennington, plus 105. Aside from a little bit of odds value on Pennington. Um, another terrible fight for DFS. And I'm picking Holly Holm. So, God, I have nine fights to choose from because I'm not paying the other... I'm not playing the uh, the curtain jerker um, women's fight e- either. So yeah, give me Holly Holm striking match. Um, yeah, they, they they they've had this fight once before. They are running it back. I want to see the scores from that fight. Um, in that win over Rocky Pennington in 2015, Holly Holm scored 52 points. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah. No thanks, uh, Joe. Yeah, this fight makes absolutely no sense um, at all. Um, I have no idea why they would run it back. With that said, I don't see any reason to believe that it will end differently. Um, you know, I will say both fighters have probably improved. Um, it's a DFS disaster. I, I, maybe a few shares of Pennington just because of her price point here, but I don't like this fight at all for DFS. Unfortunately, we only have 11 fights, so there's not a lot of fights that we could fade altogether but if i was to pick one it would probably be this one um you know just because you know i don't see a lot of points being scored it's going to make it's going to be stand up um neither one is a high volume striker um uh, it's just going to be an ugly fight i'll pick holly home to win but um i don't really see having much exposure to this fight in dfs chris yeah, I, I basically agree with uh, with the field here. I think that um, the thing about Holly is, like, she's so – she's not even low output. And it, she, she just doesn't land a lot. She throws a lot of strikes. They just don't, you know, they don't reach her opponent. But the, <laughs> the thing is that she's so low, um, low hit rate, whatever you want to say, that even when she does get a knockout, like, it just comes on one strike uh, that – doesn't do a whole lot. Like the knockout against um, Betchkehea, I think netted users about sixty points, seventy points. And she was a big favorite in that fight, so you can't trust it. I like Holly here. I think that um, in uh, in her upper thirties now, her, her speed hasn't really diminished all that much. So I think she's going to be much faster here. I think she's going to be able to slide back and, and counter a lot. Uh, Pennington's wrestling it just is basically a non-factor in fights, even when she tries to do it. Her her um her career rate is is twenty five percent on takedowns. Uh, you can't trust that. Holly's got an eighty percent takedown defense rate, and I think all of that means that uh, Holly probably wins. If if uh, Pennington can get inside, she could do some work. But I like Holly to, to use those those sidekicks to keep distance and probably take a boring decision. So the pick is Holly Holm. All right, we ready, guys? Is it time? Yeah. Is that time? Yeah, it's that time. It's main event time, guys. Connor, the notorious McGregor at 9,400. I mean, I gave him all kinds of nicknames to get everybody who really loves him really fired up. You know, Connor, I hit old men McGregor, Connor. Mm-hmm. 
know, he could probably be a sponsor for um, Cialis. He didn't. He didn't have his typical erection going this, <laughs> for um, this this weigh-ins. We should talk to uh, Johnny Bones. Yeah. Did you see the sign on his in front of his uh, place in the UK? No, I didn't. It says it says those who entered will be violated. <laughs> Dear Lord. What, what McGregor said that? No, it says that on the sign in front of his house. It was obviously a typo. Oh. It, says, it says anyone who enters will be violated. Oh Jesus! It's well, very, it's very apropos. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't think he wants to be making uh, those kind of jokes. No, <laughs> that guy, the Irish, the Irish one, taking on everyone's favorite cowboy, Donald Cerrone, who my gut is telling me he's hurt. By the way, really, my gut is telling me he that limp thing is real, and there's just no way he's turning down this this paycheck. No, we way. know we know how tough he is. And it's a lot of money. So it's a gut feeling. Nothing to corroborate that, guys. Just don't, don't go crazy. Um, line on this fight. Should do that. Minus 295. Cerrone plus 265. I, Vegas has a very clear prediction for this fight. Fight starts round two. is minus 225. Fight starts round three. Plus money. So the Vegas prediction is McGregor round two. Yep. I'm going to go McGregor round one. I think he gets it done early. Pressure. Um, Cerrone is that 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 slow starter. We've heard all the breakdowns before for, for this fight. I'm not going to go crazy with it. I'm picking McGregor round one. What do we do with it in DFS? Do you stack it? No. Pro- no. See? See? Here we go, guys. I'm going to go probably. It, it depends on your lineup construction. There are constructions both ways because it's viable to punt and be fine. Take safety in case something crazy happens and Cerrone wins. Um, to just pay up and get your four wins that way, or, or I mean, to to if McGregor wins, if Cerrone wins, everyone who didn't play him, you're ahead of them. And like I said, the Cerrone zero, Cerrone zero at sixty eight hundred is not going to kill you. But there are plenty of paths to not stack because of all the line value on this card. So it's not it's not a necessity. I'm thinking in my I think I might run a couple of different cash lineups right now. This is a new development for me. In those games where there are less sharp players that we get for a kind of a regular card, specifically your head to heads, maybe your giant field double ups, I'll probably stack it and let other people make the mistake. In the sharper games. I don't think I'm going to play it. Not for sure yet, but I don't think I'll play Cerrone because then that zero could hurt you as everyone jumps to this odds value and is a little better. That's what I'm thinking right now. Um, if you want to stack it up, it's it's one of the lines I'm, I'm bouncing around right now. I don't think it's a bad play because it's 6,800 and you can pay up elsewhere. Uh, so I am taking McGregor round one in GPPs. Oh, GPPs. I'm not all in on this fight. I'm mostly in. But there's a path that if I'm wrong and McGregor has a little rusty and or takes his time out of the, the out of the Diaz fight, like if this gets into round three and McGregor only gets one knockdown at ninety four hundred, that's rough for the optimal. That's absolutely absolutely possible here. It's only plus one twenty. That's like forty percent. This fight starts round three. I, I can't go all in on it, but I will have a healthy amount of Conor McGregor. That's my spiel for this fight. Leading us off for the main event. The underdog king himself, but I know we're all on the same page, sadly. So tell us why you like Conor McGregor. Well, <clears throat> let me let me uh, just uh, suggest something um, for stacking and also for DFS purposes, and that is that look, McGregor. I mean, I know you can't trust everything everybody says in interviews. He said himself that he wants to come out and, and maybe 
get a little bit of octagon time here. Now, obviously, he can just be saying whatever, but the last time he tried to just dive headlong into something, he ended up um, on his back in, in the first minute of the Khabib fight. So it wouldn't shock me if he actually did decide to try to take his time a little bit. And, th- and that could mean um, the fight at least getting into round two, uh, maybe maybe a little bit uh, beyond that. And now the other thing is that's in, in the department of don't believe everything they say is Cerrone said he's not going to wrestle. I don't believe that he's not going to wrestle. Cerrone's been fighting smarter lately. We've actually seen him wrestle more in his recent fights than we, we had previously. But I do take your point, Sean, that if he was injured, and he could be, uh, we wouldn't know about it. If you remember in that Leon Edwards fight, he was supposedly deathly ill with the flu beforehand. Uh, his manager, his people told him to call it off. He wouldn't do it. So you're right about that, that we would never know. And so that does make it um, more concerning, I think, that we did see something visibly wrong with him. Um, as far as the breakdown goes, you know, as a lot of people, other people have said, it's it's a really good stylistic for McGregor, not just the, the, the slow start thing, but also um, the fact that um, uh, Cerrone is going to give McGregor his space to do whatever he wants. Cerrone, uh, McGregor is going to be able to slide back and counter here. Um, this, much the same way Gaethje did, except McGregor's better at it. So, um, as much as I would like to see Cowboy win here, and, and I mean, it can happen um, in either way, if he, he can take him down, or, you know, it's not impossible that he lands a head kick of his own. We've certainly uh, seen stranger things, but um, but yeah, the, the the skills go to go to McGregor here. Um, so my pick is McGregor, but the uh, the rooting interest is uh, Donald Cerrone. Joe? Well, yeah. Um, let's do a, a, a Jeopardy speed round here. What's uh, what's a mile long and has an IQ of 40? Answer, St. Patrick's Day Parade. What's a seven-course Irish meal? Answer, a six-pack and a boiled potato. He answered to both of those as McGregor's dick. Um, there you go. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> look, I like McGregor here. It pains me um, because I'm not a huge McGregor fan. I never have been. I, I think he's very overrated in the grand scheme of things. I think there are a lot of fighters in both the light and the welterweight um, divisions currently that would give him fits that he would lose to. Um, I think this is a very good matchup for him for a number of reasons. Um, you know, does Cerrone have a path to victory? Yes. Um, he has to survive long enough to get this fight into uh, later rounds where a tiring McGregor um, could perhaps be submitted. Um, that's the path to victory. I don't necessarily see it playing out that way, which is why I don't like this as a stack. I think McGregor is going to get a finish in the first two rounds. Uh, I also disagree with Sean a bit about, um, you know, not targeting this fight. I, I think in if I, if I do 20 lineups, I want this in 20, um, maybe 19. <laughs> maybe I'll throw one lineup out there where I don't have the main event. But uh, I do think that, um, you know, based on inside the distance props, that this is a fight that, you know, should be highly targeted. Um, I'm going to pick McGregor. I don't have a lot more to say than that other than, um, you know, I don't like the stack in this fight. Um, you want to play the odd lineup with Cerrone, that's fine. But I, I do not like the stack. All right, it's time for hot takes. I, um, we're having a conversation in chat right now. This won't count as, as my hot take, but it's kind of who's McGregor going to fight next, assuming he wins. Just we we won't give long drawn out answers because you know we're we're doing good on time here. Just the name. I'm going to go last. Who do you guys think McGregor fights next? Assuming D- he Diaz wins? trilogy. Diaz trilogy. Joe's going Diaz trilogy. Chris Masvidal. Tony Ferguson. 
Okay. Wow, we got three different answers there. That's good. My hot take is um, for the lightweight title. My hot take is um, Mazo by finish plus four seventy five. I don't think it's impossible. Um, worth a small little wager. Did did I give you a little insight there, Chris? I think it's I think it's McGregor Tony for the lightweight title. Yeah, well, uh, I, can't no, I caught it. I well, caught it. You know, Tony's got to beat Khabib, which is not going to happen. Uh, I well, think no, yeah, that, was, that was the implication, but yeah, I, I know. Think, uh, I can't I, wait. For I, that I don't fight. think that's happening. I think that um, we've already seen Tony on his back, not only on his back, but let's, mounted. Let's not go crazy. We, I will. I will be at will, that fight. We will debate that hotly later. You will. Where is that fight? I will be. It's. Uh, I think it's in Brooklyn. DraftKings call you already? We got to talk, there, buddy. We got to talk. <laughs> All right. Um, are you going or okay. I'm going? Uh, chat, by the way, you guys in chat, hook, hit us up with um, hot takes. Oh, there we go. Do- Dober inside the distance. Ryan, I like it. I like it, Ryan. You stole yeah. mine, you POS. But yeah. um, Alexander says Pettis, Pettis KOs Diego. Holy crap. Um, Chris, you got one queued up? Yes. I, um, I'm i going to go with Kamor. Uh, um Knockout, knocked out Ledet in the first round in his UFC debut. I want to give a half joking one. Okay, only half. Macy Barber by submission. Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean that could actually happen. Exactly, uh, it's mm-hmm. but it's it's one of those. She's minus nine hundred. I'm I'm not going to go there. But um, Andre Feely second straight finish. All right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right, um, got any more in chat? We do not. Thanks, everybody, in chat for hanging out. Guys, make sure you go to rotowire.com slash free 10-day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card required. Make sure and follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at sniper underscore DFS. Chris is at real Chris Olson. Joe is at Sun Tzu. Subscribe to the podcast. We do, do appreciate the support. We will see you for the next pay-per-view card, UFC 247. Until then, good luck in your contest. We'll see you next time. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.